What's up guys? Thanks for coming back to Lockdown Universe. Just wanted to let you guys know that Anchor now is allowing you to become part of the Lockdown Universe experience by uh, part becoming part of the subscription. We're only charging $1.99 currently and we want you to be part of the experience. We're going to offer unheard of whistleblower testimony as well as government insider information as well as folks who have undergone hypnotic regression and told us their story so please tune into that if you are interested for deeper cuts and deeper information please consider being part of the subscription it's only a dollar 99 and it's definitely worth it so join in let's get to the show What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing well and taking care of yourselves. So today I found a really interesting article and a really interesting story. And it's one of my favorite, possibly all-time stories in ufology. And I've never, I don't think I've ever come across this one before. So I think you guys are going to enjoy it too. It involves a man uh, who claims that aliens invited him on a space trip and actually created his own UFO in his backyard. Now, this is a very talented man. I'm not saying his UFO worked. I'm not going to get there yet. Um, but very, very talented man. So I wanted to kind of cover this a little bit. So this happened back in the 1980s. And a very unusual and talented man with surprisingly mechanical skills and a crazy amount of passion for outer space and, and exploring the universe uh, decided to create a UFO. Now, I got this article from uh, howandwise.com and the author is Vicki Verma. That's a really well-written well article. Feel free to read it if you want to, but um, I'll talk about most of the points in the article here. Um, so apparently, one day... Although all of his life he was a creative genius, basically. People admired his uh, ability to create and his knowledge for science and mechanics. One day he just wrote a note to his parents and disappeared. So let's explore this just a little bit here. He was only 32 when he vanished. And it wasn't very long after he built a life-size spaceship that looked like a UFO in the backyard of his family's farm. So... What's cool is uh, Granger, uh, Granger Taylor is his name. He was born in October 7th, 1948, and he was uh, in Vancouver Island, British Columbia, so way up there to the left um, in Canada, off the, off the uh, actual continent on the island. Uh, his father died in an accident when he was just a boy, and his mother later remarried and his stepfather was super supportive so he he was luck he lucked out there so his stepfather supported all of his interests um since he was a child um and it was obvious to everyone that taylor had a bright mind he was uh super talented for fixing almost anything broken and he actually dropped out of school at in eighth grade and started working as a mechanic in some shops uh locally in town so uh he was a big guy uh, and he had a super, super talent for anything mechanical. Um, so, but he, the thing with Granger was he was a bit 
eccentric, or people described him as eccentric, I should say. And um, he was kind of an introvert. So, you know, anytime anybody's introverted, you know, they're, they're typically seen as, you know, a little bit different than other people. But that's, that's just because they're so intelligent sometimes that their their mind is at work, you know, and their mind is just working on all these puzzles that they have to figure out. So, uh, but he continued to amaze everyone with his abilities. Um, and sometimes he was ridiculed by his, by his peers. Um, but when he was in his twenties, he found that he had a large interest in locomotives and aircraft engines and not too far from his house actually was the world war two P 40 Kitty Hawk plane uh, located on the trans Canada highway. So with the help from some of these, uh, local kids, uh, who he mentored, actually, they actually fixed up this plane, which was later purchased by a private collector in North Dakota. He also fixed a steam engine, and that was on display in one of the largest museums in British Columbia. So as his skills grew, um, he started to become obsessed with restoration and invention, and he would rest, restore all of these engines and aircrafts, and then he devoted time to space exploration, UFOs, and space travel, and began to read about it constantly and collected a huge library at home regarding the subject. So he built this spaceship out of scrap metals in his yard, and it started to resemble a modern UFO. So he used two satellite dishes, uh, and he created a living space almost like a treehouse. He equipped it with a TV, a couch, and a wood-burning stove. And he spent a lot of time out there just thinking about how the technology could be used for UFOs. There's actually a picture on this uh, article, and it's pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> it's obvious that it was made by scrap metals, but it doesn't look bad. Um, when you think of scrap metal, you think of you know rusted metal or something like that. No, this is a perfectly silver uh, UFO-shaped, uh, like almost treehouse. It looks like it's on stilts a little bit. Um, so... So in the late 80s, he shared with his friends that aliens had actually communicated with him telepathically while he was in his spaceship that he created, and he was convinced that aliens would take him on a journey into space. So he's not the only one that's ever been contacted telepathically by aliens. Now, you know, Richard, uh, uh, Mr. Greer, Stephen Greer, uh, you know, the man who basically helped all of the military uh, whistleblowers come out for his disclosure project, always goes on these CE5s, these uh, communica communication um, explorations that they go on and they try to communicate with ETs telepathically. And then these aircraft or these spacecraft end up visiting them in the, in the skies and interacting with them and communicating with them in the skies. So this isn't unheard of. Um, although it is, it's not it's kind of rare um, for it to happen to one person, individual, but it does happen. So um, he was convinced that the aliens would take him on a journey, and he said it happened when he was in bed. He was just laying there, and he got a mental communication from somebody from another galaxy, he said. He couldn't see them, but he said, I said they can't just be mental, but he was talking to them with his mind. So he was trying to describe telepathy, basically. Um, he said uh, he was asking questions about the means for powering their craft, and the only thing that they would tell him is that it was magnetic. So a few days later, Taylor, Granger Taylor, told 
Nielsen that he received an invitation from some invisible source calling him to go on a trip through the solar system. And he actually wrote to his parents, and they have the letter here, on November 29th, 1980. He said, Dear Mother and Father, I have gone away to walk aboard an alien spaceship. As recurring dreams assured me, a 42-month interstellar voyage to explore the vast universe and then return. I'm leaving behind all my possessions to you as I will no longer require them, no longer require the use of any. Please use these instructions in my will as a guide to help. Love, Granger. So he left home in a blue 1972 Datsun pickup truck, leaving everything behind uh, and the note. So uh, a day before his disappearance, Taylor had a long talk with his stepfather, and he said he was grateful to his stepfather for treating him like his own child. And on the afternoon of the same day he vanished, his stepfather discovered the note tacked to the bedroom door, and on the back side of the note was a hand-drawn map of Waterloo Mountain. Taylor's family and friends hoped that he would return in the 42 months that he stated it in the, in the note, but apparently that never happened. He was last seen about 6.30 p.m. leaving a local restaurant. Police began searching for him, but never found a trace until March 1986, six years later. Uh, some forest workers found truck fragments with bones at the site of an explosion on Mount Prevost near Taylor's house. So apparently it wasn't possible to identify the bones due to the fact that they were tiny fragments and DNA wasn't popular at the time, so they weren't doing that. But the fabrics of the t-shirt, um, fabrics of the t-shirt also found at the site was later confirmed by Taylor's mother that it had belonged to him, and authorities declared the truck belonged to Taylor. So, from what we know, Taylor used to carry some explosives in his truck to blast tree stumps, and on an, on the official note, he had also carried explosives on the day of his disappearance, and so they believe it somehow blew and killed him. But his friend Robert Keller had a different opinion on it. He actually states that Taylor had good experience uh, handling these dynamites and used them countless times. Um, and he stated that that Granger did have these dreams, that he did describe these dreams to him. Um, so where is he now? Nobody knows for sure. His parents waited for him for four years to come back. Uh, some people say he got taken by the UFO. Some people say that that explosion and then the pieces of the truck and the pieces of the shirt and the bone fragments six six years later indicate that he was there and that there was an explosive that went off and um, that he died in an accident but it seems as though he was fairly mentally stable although mental health wasn't widely acknowledged back then and, and widely understood um is it possible that that he would have for some reason, tried to blow himself up to uh, ascend to the UFO craft, kind of like how, uh, what was it, John Jones or whatever of that that uh, cult group, they drank the Kool-Aid and, and they all tried to get on some comet um, when it was passing the Earth. I don't know. You know, anything's possible. But the story is really interesting. I mean, it's unfortunate that 
you know, whatever happened, if he died, that's that would be unfortunate. But it's a cool story nonetheless because it's a story really about a man who had an amazing mind, right? Like that movie, A Brilliant Mind, where he could fix anything. He helped kids build aircraft and restore locomotives. And he was interested in UFOs so much that he built a UFO uh, to live in, you know, and, and think about UFOs and think about how they operate and think about, you know, how he could possibly build an actual spacecraft. And um, was he able to communicate with aliens telepathically? Who knows, but a lot of us believe that you can c communicate with aliens telepathically. So it's possible. Um, he was on an island that would be easy access for aliens to pick him up on and take him out on a journey. Uh, 42 months is a little bit less than four years. And, uh, you know, we have the 20 and back program where we, you know, have been informed by military whistleblowers that that happens. So could he have been taken on a shorter trip, you know, as a visitor uh, for 42 months? Sure. Um, but then he never came back to his family either. So it is possible that he could have gone for more than 42 months and stayed on this alien planet um, as a ambassador from Earth. You know, and yet he had a brilliant mind. Um, he was deemed kind of eccentric, so he might have had the mental state that aliens might be looking for in an ambassador and in somebody to work with from Earth. So that is possible. It's definitely possible. Um, but I love this story. I mean, it just it's it's kind of like a heart heartfelt story about a you know, a man who was interested in UFOs, built one himself, and was a good community member and uh, helped kids and helped others. Um, so there you have it. So if you want to take a look, feel free to go on the howandwise.com and, uh, and check it out. See what you think. Um, that's all I have for today. Um, you know, it made me think about that movie, The Explorers, you know, with the young Ethan Hawke and River Phoenix. Um, it's just, just a, a cool movie, you know, about kids making their own, UFOs and you know that's like an an endearing thought to me you know it's just kids who are obsessed with space who are interested in in, in space exploration you know want to be an astronaut or want to engage with aliens and I think that if you're listening to this podcast you probably are of the same mindset as well uh, and this story should fascinate you so nonetheless I'll leave it there I hope you guys are staying well taking care of your physical health spiritual health emotional health following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams and taking care of your families uh, during the holidays uh, and enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself as much as you can. So until next time, guys, take care and Lockdown Universe out.